Welcome to the Ermy Podcast. I'm Joel Applebaum, Chief Content Officer at Ermy. And for over 40 years, Ermy has been an industry leader in educating and informing insurance risk management professionals like you. In this episode, longtime favorite Emmett J. Vaughn Ermy Agricon presenter Carl Morello outlines how critical it is to have proper building valuations, particularly at the time of claim. Proper valuation is important before you choose your limits and at the time of a claim is not the time to discover your building is under or overvalued. We hope you enjoy Carl's snap talk as a preview of what you'll get at the Ermi Agricon conference this March 7th and 8th of 2022. Hi, I'm Carl Morello. My area of expertise is in safety and risk management. And I'm pleased to have been an Ermi Agricon presenter for over a decade now. Many of you have been in my Agricon sessions, and I look forward to presenting at this year's 2022 Agricon. The Snap Talk topic for today will be proper building valuation and building value and why a correct valuation is vital to protect your policyholder or your client. Obtaining and developing a proper building value for a correct insurance to value limit is crucial to providing the appropriate structure replacement cost for the building owner. Inadequate valuation of the replacement cost will be an issue when a covered loss occurs. Underinsured buildings lead to coinsurance issues as well as angry customers. And we'll talk more on really what a building valuation is. So how you choose or verify a building limit is an important part of the issuance or the renewing of an insurance policy. If a loss occurs, it will be essential that the limit is high enough to indemnify the building owner for a loss. But with so much information on the building's value and the insured's or the building owner's preconceived idea of what that building is worth or that building's value, how do you choose the right limit? There are many factors to be considered when you choose a limit, including the valuation type, whether you're using replacement cost, actual cash value, agreed value, or functional replacement costs, but also the type of building construction, the square footage, the, any permanently installed equipment, any unique building characteristics, the availability of building materials, and of course, ordinance and law, and any coinsurance clauses. So replacement cost is basically a property insurance term that refers to one of the two primary valuation methods. It is usually defined in the policy as the cost to replace the damaged property with materials of like kind and quality without any deduction for depreciation. The second most common method is actual cash value. And this is generally defined as the cost to repair or replace the damaged property minus depreciation. And depreciation is the, the decrease in the value of property over a period of time, usually as a result of age, wear and tear from use, or economic obsolescence. And economic obsolescence is a decline in the property's value where causal factors are not within the control of the property owner. That, some examples of those are, are things such as maybe changes in an aircraft flight pattern that now comes over the building and affects the value. Busy highways being built near the building rise in local crime, environmental hazards, 
or even loss of jobs or closures of major employers can affect the value of buildings. Agreed value is an option where both parties, the insurer and the insured, are agreeing that the limit is adequate to suspend the coinsurance condition. The agreed value amount instills confidence that the insured losses will be covered. This is important on partial losses also, and it's still a concern for total loss. Not until the time of a loss can we know for certain whether the agreed amount is, is sufficient. A statement of values is usually required also for agreed value uh, conditions. So coinsurance is an issue also that we have to concern ourselves with. Underinsurance is a serious problem for both insurers and insureds. To obtain adequate premiums based on the insurance rates used, insurers seek to obtain a premium based on the amount of insurance that is usually 80 to 100% of the property's full value. The goal of insurers is referred to this as insurance to value or ITV. Without some mechanism to enforce insurance to value, many insureds would purchase much lower amounts of insurance, believing the chance of a large or total loss is so remote that buying higher limits is unnecessary. Because most losses are partial, the building owner or the insured would collect most of their losses in full. If the insurer sets the rates assuming that all insureds carried insurance to value, it would not collect enough premium to pay losses and expenses and not have enough capacity. So coinsurance basically, when you look at the coinsurance provision formula, is basically you have the insurance amount that was carried by the building owner in the policy divided by the insurance that would have been required. Multiply that times the dollar amount of the loss minus deductible equals the amount of loss payment. So that's it's a much more detailed, uh, we won't go beyond that, That's it's, but just recognize that the the, the uh, implication of a coinsurance clause can really impact the building order at the time of a loss. So let's look at valuation facts. The replacement cost estimation is just that. It's an estimate. The actual replacement cost or the actual cash value is calculated at the time of the loss. That's why it's very important to update the estimate at least annually. The goal of proper valuation is to have enough building limit to repair and or replace the structure in the event of a covered loss. Valuations are based on accurate building square footage, accurate construction classification, building materials, roof type, in addition to the current cost of labor, materials, and equipment. A discrepancy between the valuation estimate and the actual replacement cost can translate into financial risk for the building owner. So let's talk about some common pitfalls. The biggest error I see in getting accurate building valuation starts with accurate square foot measurements. And nothing is better than a competent field inspection with a rolling measuring wheel or a tape measure accompanied with a great diagram. There are some tools that you can verify square footage, square footage with some online tools. Some of the valuation vendor resources like E2Value 
or Marshall Swift Beck have measuring tools in their product. Google Earth has a measuring tool. There's many, many things you can use to double check and recheck. Again, these are helpful in making comparisons, but the drawback is you've only got one aerial view there, so you'll miss any change in walls, jigs, jogs, things along that line. Uh, but again, it's, it's, a, it's a starting point, something to compare with. But I need you to be aware of public records also. For most commercial buildings, public data may be pretty accurate. But if you're going to insure habitational risks, whether it be homes or apartments or condominiums, the assessor's records only account for what they call livable space or habitable space. They do not count stairways. They don't count the square footage of stairways. They don't count the square footage of common spaces. And parking, whether it's tucked under or underground, can also be something that's not considered in the overall square footage of public records. So be prepared to discuss these square foot difference, differences when you enter evaluation. Be careful, because the biggest square foot discrepancies I see are in the habitational sector. So let's talk about what you need to know, again, on these common pitfalls. You have to have some basic knowledge of construction classifications. That's a whole different class of its own. Uh, and some basic knowledge of building materials. What are the different types of exterior wall coverings? What are different types of roof systems? Those are all things that play into the estimation tools or the valuation tools that are readily available in the insurance industry. So let's talk about the risk management piece of this. Understand the personal risk management side of this issue. If you have, or if a building owner has millions of dollars of assets available to use to save a few thousand dollars of premium, or sometimes just a few hundred dollars of premium, then by all means, go ahead and undervalue. Well, let's, let's find a financial analyst that's going to agree with that statement. I doubt you will. Most losses are partial. People get advice to undervalue because of that. But then coinsurance provisions become an issue. So you need to plan for a total loss. You need to value for a total replacement cost. Protect the building, protect the investment, protect the business. The same concepts apply to commercial or personal lines. Some other final thoughts on this topic is ordinance and law. Coverage A, when you check coverage A, it will turn a partial loss into a total loss when directed by the authority having jurisdiction or the AHJ. If you don't have a proper total building limit, you won't have enough to rebuild. Coverage B is the coverage that covers the demolition and debris removal only of the undamaged portion. So if you have a partial loss and the undamaged portion is deemed either not stable or needs to be just removed, the authority having jurisdiction or building inspector or someone along that line will say the undamaged portion needs to come down also. Coverage B covers for the demolition and debris removal of the undamaged portion. And then the third coverage is coverage C, and that is the increased cost of construction due to the implementation of ordinance or law. That's a whole other class by itself also. But it's, it's important to know that changes in building codes over years may affect your building in the event you have to repair, rebuild your structure.
What about the agent's role in this whole situation? The agent's role is crucial. They have the license. They should be the advisor. They should be the counselor. Understand the difference between replacement cost, actual cash value, and agreed value. Understand and explain how coinsurance works. It's not about saving premium. It's about the proper limit equaling proper protection. So I hope you enjoyed this short snap talk on building valuation. And I'd like to thank Ermi for the opportunity to present. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Ermi Podcast. For more presentations such as these from Carl, join us March 7th and 8th for the Emmett J. Vaughn Ermi AgriCon. To sign up, visit us at ermi.com and select conferences and then agribusiness conferences. And thanks for listening.